So we got the Golden Globes. Killed it! Oscar nominations. Nailed them! Everyone's talking about this fucking La La Land. Well, it's not getting past anybody unless it gets past us first. You didn't win a damn thing unless you've won the affection of the one and only two people <laughs> known as JT and T-Max. So you know what we did? We went out and we saw the critically acclaimed La La Land. And we're talking about it right here on a new episode of the Review Review. Main event of the evening. Main event. Nominated like Everywhere. crazy. Like, you can't even give this movie enough awards. No. People are just throwing... People are taking their jewelry off and throwing it. Like, That's right. Make this into a statue for yourself. <laughs> Overturn a rock, you see a nomination in there. And there you go. It's it it everywhere. It's this La La Land. It's got. It actually tied the record for most nominations. Tied Titanic. Yep. At fourteen Oscar noms. Yep. Pretty nuts. I don't think it'll. I don't think it has the opportunity to win fourteen because I think it's nominated twice for best song. Nominated twice for best song. Yeah, because they put in both the Dreamer song and City of Stars in best song. Okay. Okay. Well, obviously, it's not going to win twice. No. It'd be <laughs> weird if it. <laughs> Guys, it's a tie. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, so, yeah, La La Land. A story, like a modern musical, yep. set in Hollywood land. And see the uh, relation, budding relationship between two artistic folk as they uh, find their way through trial and tribulation between love and career? I'd say, like, pursuing your dream. Pursuing your dream. Pursuing your dream as opposed to uh, making a relationship work. Uh, really good stars. The Gosman himself. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. And Emma Stone. Emma Stone. What a sweetheart. Yeah. Chelsea said she had little buggy eyes. I'm like, easy. Oh, well, yeah, they're a little buggy. But they I mean, are a little fine. buggy. That's fine. Uh, I pulled up some interesting facts about, uh, about, um... La La Land, actually. I'm trying to do this for, for, for the most part, for most of the show, for most of the things we do from now on. Good. Like some good, like IMDb, <laughs> like interesting facts good. or whatever. I like that. Um, first of all, this has some pretty big ties to Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Uh, I guess their first choice to play uh, Emma Stone's character, Mia, was actually Emma Watson. Oh, really? But then she turned them down to play Beauty and the Beast. Oh my. Smart choice? We'll see. You'll be the judge. Well, uh, <laughs> Ryan Gosling was actually approached to play the Beast. What? Turned them down to be in this. What? Yeah. Could we say maybe possible strife between Watson and Gosling? Ooh. Imagine that. Starting that rumor right now. <laughs> They hate each other. <laughs> they hate each other so much that they switched movies. Yeah, they're like, fuck you. 
uh, Ryan Gosling actually learned every song in this movie on piano. I was going to ask you, because uh, you see him playing the piano a lot in this. Yeah. And I know he has his own band called, like, Dead Man's yeah. Bones or something like that. <laughs> okay, that's weird. <laughs> and it's a weird band. GHD has their freaking album. And, like, one of the songs just has a woman crying interlude. <laughs> <laughs> like, all music stops and it's just a woman weeping. And then it goes back into the song. And that's my favorite song on the album. <laughs> but I couldn't remember what the the name of the band was called forever, so I just called it Ghosts and Goslings. Because <laughs> they sing about spooky stuff. Ooh, so, from that news, yeah. I didn't know whether he played the piano or not. Obviously, no, he... he knew nothing about playing the piano. And uh, to save from, like, doing some weird, like trickery a camera trickery or like some weird cg or whatever he actually learned he does he still doesn't know how to play piano but he learned every song to the point where i guess he uh rehearsed for two hours six days a week until he learned every song holy cow yeah so all so all of all of his playing in there it's 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 all genuine but I don't know if you, like, give him, like, sheet music outside of this movie. I don't know if he'll be able to play it. Huh. He just learned how to play it through muscle memory, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Very impressive. Jeez, guys. uh, Interesting uh, fact about Damien Chazelle and this movie. The screenwriter. And Uh, director? Screenwriter and director, yes. Him and, uh, I guess, a friend from college came up with the idea for this movie uh, back when they were in college. Of course. Obviously. And, uh... They approached a studio about making it, and they only gave them one million dollars, and they were very heavy in the, in the development of it, and like the creative process to the uh-huh. point where they were just like, you know what, never mind, we're not gonna make this, <laughs> until he made Whiplash, and then uh, the studio was like, oh my god, thank you so much, we'll we'll make whatever you want to make next, and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna make this. Mm-hmm. So then they gave him three million dollars, and like basically let him run. Reigns on whatever he wanted to do. Sure. What what was the actual budget for the movie? It wasn't three million dollars. I like, don't know. It was like the, thirty million, I think. Maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it was thirty million. <clears throat> I don't know. But yeah, because there's some expensive season scenes in there. Like I heard, like I read like the like running out the observatory for a day is like ten thousand dollars. Jesus. <laughs> And did they, they actually, did they actually shut down an LA? Yeah, they shut down, they shut down an exit on the LA freeway to, to film that, that entire dance, dance sequence. Which was a good dance sequence. That's how oh, the, yeah. the whole movie opens up is that. It, that, that gets like, that, yeah, that was like such a, um, uh, old school way of like, like it's always like, um, like a musical number that doesn't involve the main characters at all. It's just right. like, we were in this world, see the world that we're in. <laughs> Look at all these guys with the drums in the car. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. I actually, I really enjoyed that, that, uh, that whole yeah. thing. It was really good. And I, and I really liked the aesthetic of the movie too. Like yeah. not trying to stray away from your facts or whatever, but like all the colors were really bright and poppy, like yeah. very primary colors. Yeah. Have you ever noticed like the, well, especially the one, uh, the one, uh, uh, song where, 
Emma Stone and her like roommates are all getting ready to go out. Yeah. All of them have like primary color dresses on, like solid color yep. dresses and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, like they all stick out. <clears throat> really? Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. But uh yeah, that's all my facts. I don't know like so do you want to get into like the like your feelings on it or just uh Yeah, sure, non-spoilery feelings. Non-spoilery feelings. Um well, I I love a good musical, JT. You do. I love a good musical. Yeah. Um, I was raised on musicals. My mom is a musical That's lover. That's true. So, like, a lot of movies I remember growing up have musicals in them, like Singing in the Rain. I love Singing in the Rain. It's an amazing movie. Oh, it's so good. Uh, fucking, um, uh, there's this other movie that me and my brothers like called Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, <laughs> which is amazing. There's an amazing barn raising scene in that. <laughs> That's a song and dance. Like, I like Oklahoma. Um, uh, well, whatever. I, my mom has all of them. All the hot yeah. hot ones. Got the hot ones. <laughs> so, like, I grew up watching those. So, like, when I see, like, uh, like a musical coming out, I always want to go see it, but I'm always kind of apprehensive on, like, yeah. who would want to go with. <laughs> Did you ever see The Artist when that came out? I didn't see when it came out, but I did end up seeing it. Yeah. And I like that, too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, and I can't remember the last movie that was kind of like this artistic and musical that I liked that was, like, not across the universe. Yeah. Across the universe is also really good, too. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, one of my Chelsea's favorite movies. It is good. It's one of the first things we ever bonded on was that. That's, there you go. Now look at us. Now you're, now it made it, it that movie made a human being. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Beatles, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I love a good musical. Yeah. So I was stoked in the very beginning when go. the first musical number came on. I was like, that was pretty good. Yeah. I'm on board for whatever's coming. There you go. Uh, I really enjoyed Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling in this. Both mm-hmm. very charming. Yes. Um, there's not a huge amount of supporting cast in this. I can't think of too many. Um, but, uh, I, I just, uh, I don't know. Like, without, like, Ryan Gosling's sister comes up a little, oh, quite a bit. Yeah, but, like, only at one point, the most, where, like, one point where she's in his apartment, and then, like, yeah. let's sprinkle in, the, like, at the first time you saw her again, I'm like, who is that? <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, it's his sister, duh. And then it comes back again, like near the, the end, and I'm like, who is that? Oh yeah, duh, it's his sister. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like a, a real. But no, huge I, but part. I like that though because it, it's definitely uh, it's their story, and I I like that it's not muddled with a whole bunch of people like like straying away from what you should be focusing on. Yeah. Um, the movie did a good job on. Making me appreciate jazz a little bit more. Yeah. Um, like, I always liked it. Like, I was in the jazz band in high school and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I always liked it. But there's some... Some you just, like, listen to and it's like... Kind of like how Emma Stone said it in the movie. Like, it's just elevator music. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I can see that side. But there's that one, like, passionate speech that, like, <laughs> Ryan Gosling gives where it's like... Yeah. It's different every time. It's blah, 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 blah. It's like an amazing yeah. piece of work that's never the same. So... 
Like, when we saw that, like, uh, me and uh, Molly were talking about it afterwards, she was like, so that speech that he gave, that's totally you every time you talk about wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, god damn it. I want to argue, but I can't. Did it sway her? No. (laughs) All right, well, there's not always next time. Yep, yep. I keep, it doesn't, doesn't stop me from trying. (laughs) Uh, what else? I don't know, um... If you want to go on a non-spoilery stuff? Um, yeah, I, like, I, I'm always, I'm kind of a hipster when it comes to movies where it's like, oh, shit, people are just clinging on to this because it's, like, everyone's, everyone else is clinging on to it. Yeah. So they're like, oh, yeah, critics are gonna fucking love this because everyone else says they love it. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> yeah, I was, <laughs> I was the same way, like. I got all those Golden Globe noms, and then I heard it was getting a lot of attention for Oscars, and I'm like, come on. Like, it's just freaking critic bait, Oscar bait kind of shit. Yeah. Loved it. Like, I went in, I'm like, that was a great movie. God damn it. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, you're getting all this attention. And like, I love it. Okay. I can't point out one thing that I don't really like. Yeah. I, I just, like, the way, the, even like, the even though it is a musical, it's like a very non-conventional musical where they don't follow the trope of a musical. They even they even almost kind of change tones near the end where it's it, it's almost a completely different movie like halfway through, but it's but playing on like the themes that they're playing with, it's like it makes a whole lot of sense. And I don't know, it was just like I've I've even heard like criticisms about it where it's like there's not much of a story to it, but it's like. Now, I if think you're there's like, enough of a story. Yeah, if you pay attention to it, there's a huge, there's like a huge underlying story where you're like, holy, like it even like, it makes you think about like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like, yeah, there's like so much going on in this where it, it's just, it's super creative. It's, it, it takes a lot of very old, like tropes from like old movies and then like, reinvents them to modernize them where it, it just makes it really interesting and mm-hmm. ah, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. The, I really like that just, it was a modern musical. Like yeah. any of the other ones I've really seen are always like period pieces or they're just yeah. older musicals. Like the fact that there's a song that gets interrupted by a cell phone ringtone. <laughs> right. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, if there's any nitpicks I had of the movie, it's like that the leads weren't, as strong as singers yeah as like some of the maybe uh the like the opening song a lot of like you could tell like they were theater people like doing this yeah like gosling wasn't bad and emma stone wasn't bad but they weren't just like they weren't the strongest singers and i'm not it's weird to say because it's it sounds like i'm saying they were awful and they weren't yeah they just weren't like Really, they didn't really have powerful voices. A lot of the songs they yeah. had in this are the are kind of muted, yeah. especially the main like yeah. theme or the main song, like "City of Stars," mm-hmm. is a really quiet song. Yeah, and also another nitpick I had is that they play that song a lot. They do. The, the the one thing I said I was like when I left the movie, the reason it won a Golden Globe is because that's the only song. You could remember because it's just drilled <laughs> it's like, into your head. Falls into your head. <laughs> like it's quite 
addicting because it's a kind of like a morose song. Like it's well, you know, that's not true. It starts out in like a kind of somber tone, and then it picks up as it goes on yeah. and ends lighter. Like it, t- yeah, like it's a it's a weird song because they don't play it all right away. It's like it's done in weird bits throughout the movie. Yeah, so it's like I almost kind of want to hear it in its entirety because it, yeah, it it picks up in certain areas where they almost kind of use it as like a storytelling piece. Because I don't think it's the same every time either. No. They start it the same. Because the first yeah. time you hear it, it's on like that dock. Yeah. And, then, like, and it was like super short. Like, yeah, he does like, that's that's the song. <laughs> and I was like, like, it won a Golden Globe like, for that? <laughs> but then it comes back and it reprises it and they yeah. then they do it like two mm-hmm. or three or four yeah. more times. Yeah. And they also play that one song, he sits down at the piano... A lot too. Anytime somebody's at down at the piano, yeah, they're playing that song. Or mm-hmm. Gosling's is playing that song. Yeah. Also, they reprise "City of Stars" anytime like background music is going on. Yeah. Like anytime he puts like a record on, but like him and uh, Emma Stone are talking, it's like a reprisal of "City of Stars," like yeah. in a more jazzy <laughs> tune. Or like if a band's playing in the background, they're playing like a reprise yeah. of it too. Yeah. So you can't escape the song. <laughs> Um, also, John Legend's in this movie. Yes. Um, are we just, did we just, like, verge into spoilers without really saying anything? Uh, I don't know, the fact that, well, we didn't say what John Legend is in it, we just said that he's in it. Okay, yeah. Um, so, John Legend's in here, and he does have, like, a, like, it's a musical, he's a musical performer, so he has a musical aspect to this. Yeah. And he's got, uh... His own style of music in this, which I actually really liked. Did you like that? Yeah, it was good. I found myself really enjoying it, and I was like, I can hear more <laughs> of this. this weird jazz fusion It's like a pop. weird jazzy disco pop, and I yeah. was like, I fucking love this. <laughs> like, like, I was kind of looking around like, I'm supposed to hate this, right? <laughs> you fucking sell out, <laughs> I fucking love yeah, I this. Like, guys, I think I'm a sellout. <laughs> I think I'm a sellout right now, guys. (laughs) I loved it. I I was like, I could listen to a fucking whole album of that. Like, I I don't know. But, um, yeah, otherwise, like, just a great, great movie. Yeah. Uh, spoiler talk. All right. So, you haven't seen it yet? Definitely go out. Please go, yeah. Do not, do not go further. Please check it out. Because there is, there's a lot of interesting stuff that's just, like, fun to just, experience as it yeah. plays through a lot of stuff like i yeah definitely go out and see it because there's the ending is great i fucking love the ending yeah so please see like, it i and thought the ending was gonna go one of two ways and it went a third way that i didn't see coming where i was like yeah. oh it's so good <laughs> it's so good so please if you see the movie like if it's not that important to you and musicals aren't your thing, like, it's still a great movie regardless. Yeah. And they the ending is still a perfect ending oh, to what was going on in the storyline. Fan-fucking-tastic. Um, so, uh, the whole kind of thing is uh, Ryan Gosling's character wants... His dream is to open a jazz club. Yeah. In this place that's doing a samba tapas restaurant, or whatever that's <laughs> going on. Samba tapas. <laughs> Doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> and uh, Emma Stone's want, uh, 
uh, her dream is to be an actress. Yeah. At least she thinks up into a point yeah. where like maybe that's not what she wants to do as much as well. Well, she, well, it, she it's just her main goal is to in the beat to be an actress in the beginning, but then it kind of changes where she's almost like a screenwriter, but still acting. Well, he, well, like he kind of brings that screenwriting thing out in her where she never really like she wrote stuff when she was younger, but she never really considered herself good at it. Right. So, but like Ryan Gosling kind of brings that out in her where she where he's like, well, try writing your own stuff too. Mm-hmm. So then, like that's what kind of brings about her, uh, like her writing like her one woman show type thing. Yeah, um, I heard a lot of criticisms in this that like, if they're so poor and struggling as they are, how do they afford to like do all the stuff that they did? Yeah, I never had that question when I watched this it's movie. Just a fucking movie. <laughs> I know, I know that, but like, like knowing yeah. that going in, I was kind of like looking like, well, like they were both like working yeah like she had like a job at a coffee shop and he was doing gigs yeah with a band so they weren't like had no money yeah and like i feel like a lot of this is very especially a lot in the beginning it's i think it's very whimsical like it's like the thing that i love the most about this movie is like the further away from their dream that they were like the more uh like it almost like the happier or the brighter the movie seemed yeah. Where it's like they're building towards like this great life and like they're dream like like they're dreaming more, they're dreaming big. So like everything is bright. Everything yeah. is like all the all the uh the song numbers are very dance oriented. Yeah. And like very like today's the night I'm going to make myself a star and everything's like <laughs> fucking like everyone's dancing around them and like it seems like very like and like it makes a whole lot of sense because when you're first trying to pursue this dream of yours, like, it starts out where, like, you have these very high expectations for yourself. Like, it's going to be amazing, it's going to be great, and everyth- everything around me is working out, even though I'm poor and I'm working this shit job. Yeah. And even though, like, what I'm doing, like, seems kind of, like, downtrodden. Like, it's like, get right back up, and I get right back into it, because I'm going to yep. be this great star. And that's what I love. Like, they use the... The... Uh, the means of 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 musical numbers, not as like how musicals usually do, where it's like if the emotion gets too high that you can't talk about it, then you go into song and dance. Right. Like it seems like every time they're dreaming or being very uh, optimistic about like where their life's heading, then they go into song and dance. Like it's mm-hmm. not like there's there's not like a song in here where it's like I'm I'm very sad or I'm very angry, so I need to belt out to you how I feel. Right. It's a lot of like dream oriented musical numbers and like I that's why I consider this more of like a like a different musical than one ones I've seen before and I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh adding on to what you said, like I really um when they're kind of straying away maybe from the goals and you just kind of see their budding relationship. Yeah. And that's like God, it's so heart breaking when it gets to the end <laughs> but like i really did like watching them together because they generally loved it and they were there as a support system for yeah. each other as well like they want they pushed each other mm-hmm. almost to a fault well only in one circumstance yeah really to like uh really like chase what you wanted to do yeah 
And, um, I know I really liked it. And, yeah. Um, so uh, later on in the movie, like it's, uh, uh, Ryan Gosling's character gets pushed to, uh, make a little more steady income from like, mm-hmm. like a phone conversation he overhears between Emma Stone and her mom. Yeah. And so that pushes him to John Legend's character, which is in this. Yeah. Um, which, do they do they really go into detail about their history? Because they make it seem like they have this huge history with each other. And I don't I don't think um, I ever really got like the story behind it. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Maybe they didn't have anything really. Unless it was just like, oh, he's a, he's like a jazz sellout. Like he just kind of. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Because, like, he does kind of put him over as, like, this... Yeah, he's kind of, like, bastardizing the art of jazz. So, like... But he adds, like, a... He's only bastardizing it in Ryan Gosling's eyes. Because Gosling really does, like... He's a very, like, jazz... Traditionalist. Yeah, he's a jazz purist. Yeah, whereas, like, John Legend, like, takes jazz music and, like... Makes it new, makes it fresh for yeah. another audience, yeah. so more people can get behind it and maybe look back towards mm-hmm. what created and all this stuff. Yeah, and they have this argument in the movie, which mm-hmm. is I like. Like, yeah. it's both. Neither one of them are wrong, mm-hmm. so like they're coming at it from just different angles or mm-hmm. whatever. But like, like main, main yeah, like it, like I've heard this all the time from for all different kinds of art form where like mainstreaming it so that more people get. Like get it, like you're not gonna be you're not like if you don't if you don't think you're a fan of jazz you're not gonna seek out jazz right. But if you hear jazz in a song that you like, like if you, you listen to like a pop station and they have like some jazz in there, then yeah. it's like, oh, so I'm, I'm gonna look up for some more jazz. Right. Like MC Hammer's can't touch this. Uh-huh. No one knew what the fuck rap was <laughs> until MC Hammer came out and was on pop stations. <laughs> <laughs> and like everyone shits on MC Hammer now, he's like, "Oh, that's that's not rap music. That's shitty rap music." Sure, but it's like, fucking rap probably won't exist if it wasn't for MC Hammer because people listen well, to fucking. <laughs> I don't know if that's a gr- no. People listen to fucking MC Hammer. No, MC Hammer was like the pop, was like the shitty pop version of rap. Yeah, no one was seeking out rap. That. No one was seeking out rap before that. So then MC Hammer gets on the fucking radio, and it's like, I kind of like this. I don't like this, but I like what he's doing. And then, then they seek out rap. All right. I feel like I'm not educated enough in rap to know if that's true or false. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to brag, but I did take a course on it. So I did. That's kinda... all right. All right. <laughs> um, but no, it's kind of like that though, where it's like, you don't have to be so set in your ways. Like you can branch out and experiment and try and get people involved in it and then and then they can go out and seek uh like like the pure unadulterated form of it right and and then they can become fans yeah yeah i yeah so anyway that's what john legend was kind of doing in this and like so essentially ryan gosling like signed a deal with the devil which is john legend yeah until like being a the pian like the pianist in his jazz band which is super poppy and popular yeah and so doing that, he's get like he's got guaranteed money a week. He's got cut off ticket sales. He's got merch and all this other stuff. So he's bringing in a ton of money. Yeah. But because he's doing that, 
he's spending a lot less time with Emma Stone, and there you can see the relationship starting to crack from there. Yeah. Which is understandable at first, and then it kind of gets a little crazy, like people are forgetting dates, or not just showing up to stuff, mostly Ryan Gosling at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that argument at the table... When he surprises her with, like, dinner, when she didn't think he would be in town. Yeah. I felt like could totally be avoided. Did you feel that? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like. Because it kind of spurred, the argument kind of spurred being like, you took this job and you hate, like, uh, but you hate doing it or whatever. And that kind of yeah. spurred it. Yeah. And, like, it could have been totally diverted to be like. This is just a means to an end. Like, I need to make money yeah. in order for me to get to be able to do my dream. Yeah. Like, I can't just be poor and then own a jazz club. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. And I feel like that would have been, like, argument over. Yeah. <laughs> right I there. I, I think, like, whereas, uh, I think, like, the like the real, the, the doom behind their relationship is that I think they see their dreams as two different things, where... Emma Stone sees it as, like, you build towards your dream, and that's what you go for. And I think she sees Ryan Gosling as, like, he's kind of settling in his ways right now. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, not, he's not striving for the club. He's just settling. And she doesn't want him to settle. And, like, even though he says, like, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm using this, I'm going to build this way to get money to get this club, you can say that, but then, like, then... Two years goes by, and three years goes by, and four years yeah, goes yeah, by, yeah. and then you're just you're still in that position. You never really realize that. Oh shit, I didn't go and follow my dream. Right. And I think like she's seeing that as like, well, if you don't like, if you're signing all these contracts and like being there for this amount of time, like, are you still going to, are you gonna forget like what you actually wanted to go for your whole life, like, in the yeah. beginning? Yeah. Yeah, I get that, too. And then um, the flip side of that, Emma Stone is, like, struggling to be an actress. Like, anytime she goes to, um, a, like, a re- or, a, like, a tryout or whatever, something always goes wrong in the tryout, and, like, yeah. she just gets nixed or, like, walks through a room of identical-looking people. <laughs> and uh, so that has ha- so she really can't find her footing in that. Until Ryan Gosling pretty much plants in his or plants in her head that like, why don't you just if you can't be in something that somebody else wrote, why don't you just write something and just be in it? Yeah. And so like she really starts cracking down on that mm-hmm. and wants to do and she's like full into that like mm-hmm. so much as like she quits her job and pretty much just I don't know how she lives by herself <laughs> like she must be getting checks mailed to her from Ryan or whatever. Also, like, this is totally a change, like, while I'm on, like, while I have it in my head. Yeah. Did they only say that his name was Sebastian, like, halfway through the movie? I I don't remember. I had to, like, look up that his name was Sebastian. Because at one point, like, she's doing logo for his jazz club, and they call it Sebs. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) Like, I didn't get that it was short for anything. And, like, I leaned over to Chelsea, and I'm like, I don't under... Why is it called Sebs? <laughs> and then, like, a little bit later, they called him Sebastian. I'm like, 
is that the first time they said his move, like name in this movie? It's like halfway through the movie. <laughs> I guess it didn't matter. I think his yeah, sister I probably said his name, like yeah. one in that earlier scene, yeah. but I never caught it yeah. or whatever. Also, how awful, awesome did that bar sound where you can go to a bar that sells like beer and fried chicken and plays jazz music? Yeah, amazing. I'd be there every day. <laughs> I'd be there every fu- I'd be I'd be 600 pounds yeah. but I'd be there every day like maybe chicken on a stick wasn't the greatest name ever but uh that just sounded like an amazing idea and Emma Stone was totally against the chicken yeah like you gotta have the chicken Come in there on, you gotta got the chicken if you get fried chicken but that also is like another way of like showing how much of a jazz purist he is where it's almost kind of like when him when with him going into the band where he was like yeah, well, it was based off this inside joke, off this jazz musician that did this, and it's like, no one's gonna get that. Just call it Sebs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's like, no, but you don't understand. Like, this is about, just call it Sebs. Yeah, you're too inside baseball right now. Yeah. Like, nobody cares about that shit. Yeah. Um, anyway, movie progresses, and, um, I'm kind of gonna just skip to the end here, but, um, uh, Ryan Gosling, like, pretty much gets a call after they've had this big fight in their, she goes home to live back with her parents. Yep. He gets a call from like a talent agency or something. It, it was a talent. It was an agent in the crowd for one woman show. Cause that's what made her go back home. Right. Was that she did it. And they like, all that showed up was like her friends and like four other people. Right. And then she even heard like an ongoing conversation between people where it's like, Wow, that was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then she was like, ah, oh, fuck all this. Move back home. Yeah. So anyway, he gets a call from her and drives to Nevada to go get her. Yeah. So she can come back and audition. And when she gets the audition, she thinks it's going to be just the same thing she's been through this whole time. Yep. Until she realizes that. No, we. They just we brought you here because we wanted you yeah, really bad. Yeah. So they're like, so we're thinking about a movie like maybe in Paris. Do you have any ideas for us? And then she's just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the same thing yeah. I've failed at a bunch of times. I heard like a really funny critique where it was like, <laughs> yeah, so, like they told it they told her to tell her like they were like, yeah, tell us a story. And then like when you actually like she sings a song, but then when you actually hear the story, it's like that's kind of a shitty story. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, oh, like her aunt ran to the, some river or something. Like, I mean, like the song's really good, but like the story kind of sucks. <laughs> what a shitty story! Oh, that's good. Um, so anyway, the producers or whatever talent agents are swooned. Yeah, and she becomes like the next big thing while. Sebastian is kind of off to his own devices. Yeah. And then it like does a time jump, not a shitty one, mind you, that like a yeah. bunch of other movies did of the yeah. last few years. It's like, what was it? Like five years, five, oh, five years. Okay. I couldn't remember how many years went by, but yeah. And then years. you see that their lives are totally different at this yeah. point. Like they grew apart. They obviously haven't had any contact with each other because yeah. Emma Stone has like a completely different life. Yeah. She's like a famous actress now. Yep. Is with somebody else. Yep. Had a kid. Has a kid. Yeah. And is like just kind of now is like upper crust and is not like she seemed to be pretty pris and proper 
I didn't get that. Like, like she was, she's she was not the actress. same as she was in the beginning. She seemed to be accustomed enough. to having a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's definitely richer, but I didn't, I didn't see her as like like stuck up or anything. I kind of got a stuck up vibe. I don't know. I didn't get like stuck up. Well, agree to disagree. No, fair enough. Um, but you also realize at this point that uh, Sebastian has uh, opened that jazz club of his. Yep. And I, he named uh, it Seb's, not Chicken on a Stick. Right, named it Seb's. Used the same logo and everything. Yep. Has everything that uh, he ever dreamed of. And just by happenstance, uh, Emma Stone and her new beau yeah. are out on a night on the town. They just randomly pull off on this exit to go do something, and they run to this jazz club. She realizes it's his, and this is like where the ending is so great. Yeah. Because, like, they end up locking eyes with each other in the club. Yeah. And then it, like, zips back, and you get to see, you get to see, like, two different endings in this movie. Yeah. Like, it plays out where, like, um, it's basically Ryan Gosling, like, playing out, like, what would have happened if he would have done all the, all the right things. Right. If they and stayed together, yeah. Like if you look back, like because uh, Molly even pointed this out to me when we were talking about it, it was like any kind of like weird, uh, like argument or weird interaction between them was, to the most part, like almost Ryan Gosling's fault. Like even even to the point where it was like in the beginning where like she was like, ah, I just want to talk about your, and then like boom, just like runs right past her, right. And it's kind of like it, like. Uh, it shows, like, all of his decisions where it was, like, if he would have, like, considered right away, like, yep, this chick's amazing. I need to stay with her. Right. And, like, uh, like oh, well, I want to get your ending. What, what, your, what your interpretation of the ending is first. Um, my interpretation isn't so much, like, something, like, as astounding as, like, what I saw in both endings. Because both endings... Like, both individuals are happy in each one. But, okay. like, Emma Stone's is the same. Yeah. Like, she still becomes a famous actress. Yeah. Still as a child. Mm-hmm. But the only one that changes is Sebastian's. Yeah. Where, like, he either owns this the club his dream, mm-hmm. or he becomes, like, a family man. Yeah. And gets to be with his, like, his yeah. love. Yeah. So, like... The only one giving anything up really is Sebastian. Okay. If he stays along with Emma Stone. Okay. Granted, like the we say two endings, but one of them is real and one of them is not. Yeah. But um, I feel like the only way they both could really find happiness is to not be with each other, even though if they were together, they would just have compensated. But still have been happy because they're with each other. Yeah. I don't know. That's... I don't really have any other real interpretation of the whole thing. Okay. See, what I got... What I got from it was, um... uh, Emma Stone is happy. She loves her life. Right. And Ryan Gosling is not. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Um, like, uh... I love... Like, that's why I love this ending so much. Where I I saw it going either two ways. It was either gonna be, like... They end up together, and 
like they they still try and they they uh, work out some kind of like weird amalgamation of their dreams, but base it around the relationship and they end up happily ever after. Or they decide that they're better off pursuing their dreams apart and they end up being happy in that sense. But how I interpreted the ending was that Emma Stone pursued her dream and made it reality and it was and she was happy. And Ryan Gosling did the exact same thing, but he realized it wasn't what he thought it was. Like he kind of oh, okay. he kind of uh he kind of uh like built it up too much in his in his own head. Like I always kind of feel like like even like in a sense like his character is like one of those people where like he always like he's the dreamer, like he always wants to dream. And like so to the point where like the minute he actually does achieve the dream, then he doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, like even at the at that point where it's like uh like um they have like that band playing and then like the guy playing the pianos and stuff and then he gets on the stage and he was like, "Yep, there's the whoever on the piano, like, oh, I better watch out or he might take this from me. Like, that was like almost him big, please take this from me. <laughs> like, that's how I kind of saw it as. Mm. And then, like, uh, he gets on the piano and sees Emma Stone in the crowd and then he starts playing. And I remember there's a line in the, uh, like, like, like somewhere in the beginning of the play where, or in the, in the movie where he talks about um, people in New Orleans, they people who lived together that didn't have, didn't know the exact same language. So they talked right. to each other through jazz. Right. And I saw <clears throat> that as him talking to her through jazz and he's telling her, this is why I fucked up. I know we can't make it work, but this is how I saw how we would be happy together. Hmm. And she, and like, the, and like at that, that glance they had, they share with each other. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I understand, but this is my life now. Hmm. So it kind of ends with like, kind of ambiguous where it's like you don't know where like you know she's gonna end up fine but you don't know where ryan gosling's gonna end up hmm yeah i didn't i didn't take it really that way maybe i would if i saw it again but that's really interesting yeah because hmm. like uh yeah like it just seemed like even when he was up like he just when he was up there and like on the microphone like he didn't really seem very passionate about it. he was just kind of going through the motions where like he built it up in his mind so much that owning a jazz club is the only thing he ever wanted to do. And now that he has it, he's like, Oh no, I'm just the owner of a jazz club. Yeah. I never got that. He was like, never came like to me that he just seemed kind of down that he was in this situation now. And even like when he sees Emma stone and she ends up leaving, like he still has like a smile on his face. Like it's like a smile where it's like I'm I'm glad you're happy. It's not it's not a I don't think it, it wasn't a smile like yeah, didn't we yeah, we made it. It was more of like a like I'm glad I'm glad you made it. Mm. It wasn't like a smile of like they both have closure and they can kind of just move on. Like there was closure there because like if like you, you you go back and think about it, like Ryan Gosling's a huge part of her career. Right. Like he was the one that really pushed her. Like he was the one that right. got her to write. He was yeah. the one that went back and actually got her. Right. To actually go to the audition. So it's like she like he's a really big part of her life. Mm -hmm. And like you think about it, like she didn't really, besides being like you should open a jazz club, like she didn't really like push him. Right. Because he was already on that track anyway. Yeah. So like in that sense, like it was. I think, like, she's always going to be very, very important in her life. And in his life, it was just, like, he realized, like, 
I guess he, he realized like in the long run, all he really wanted to be with was her. Yeah. And that was the whole, like all that music. And that's what he's playing as, as like all the dancing's going on and stuff. That's what he's playing on stage. So that immediately that you're supposed to think like, that's what he's saying to her through his music. Right. So like, it's basically him saying like, I fucked up. I should have stayed with you. Yeah. I can see that. It's, um, it's also, um, kind of cool to see too, that like Emma Stone, she doesn't, she wants to be an actress, but doesn't think she has like any talent because she keeps yeah. getting rejected and all that stuff. Yeah. Whereas like Gosling, he, like he does have a talent, like he knows jazz, he can play it and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yet his end goal isn't really to do anything with it. Yeah. It's to like own a building where people can appreciate it, like make a temple to what he loves. Yeah. Whereas like the person with the most budding talent is Emma Stone. Cause once she like really blossoms, she really takes off. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I kind of see like how her ending would never change because once she blossoms, she's just like on a straight path mm-hmm. to success where there is like, and jazz is also treated like a very, like a dying art form almost in this right. movie too. Where, like, yeah, you can love jazz, you can try and get people to appreciate jazz, but you're not going to change people's opinion on it. Right. That's true. But that's even, like, that is true in real life. Like, yeah, there's not jazz on, like, popular radio yeah. or anything like that. Like, it's almost kind of like, like, he has an amazing passion and he has an amazing talent for it. Like, he is, like... If jazz were huge, he would be, like, the biggest of stars. It'd make millions of dollars. Right. But he isn't. Like, he's... He'd be but, the John Legend. Yeah. He would, be, <laughs> he would be the John Legend. But, like, it's not. And, like, the way... Like, the only form of jazz that he appreciates is a dying art form. Right. And, like, you could be... You could be the best... Best person ever at jazz. It's not going to deny the fact that it's almost it's it's dying so it's it's like it's like being it's like being really good at i'm trying to think of like a really good it's like being really good at making phone books or something <laughs> where it's like you can Artis- make artisanal phone books yeah like you can make really good phone books but it's not going to deny the fact that people are just going to fucking look the number up on their fo- on like fucking the yellow pages or some shit sure like it's 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 almost it's like it's dying and there's nothing you can do to stop it. And no matter how good you are at it, it's not going to, it's not going to deny the fact that it's going out with the times and it's, it, it's kind of watching this guy like cling on to it with all, all of his might. But then in the end realizing like, I, <laughs> I got, no, I got nothing except, sure. except you. And now you're with some dude living, living this lavish lifestyle. And I'm, Stuck with his bar that I kind of don't want to own anymore. You don't know that he doesn't want to own it. That's just he your assumption. He seemed kind of, kind of down. Like he did, like he he did kind of play this off. Where it's like, yeah, come on, are we having fun? But if you if you own any place, you're gonna fucking say that. I kind of got that vibe from him where it's like, this isn't what I thought it was gonna be. Hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. get that vibe, so it's whatever it is. But um, so. La La Land. We've gone heads and tails over it. Yeah. What would you grade this movie, JT? Oh, I'm solid A+. This is my number two movie of last year. Oh, my. Yeah. My. Yep. Right behind Swiss Army Man. I would I would put them on par with each other, but I think Swiss Army Man 
takes a lot more risks in terms of its subject material. But yeah, sure. La La Land is fucking fantastic. I love it so much. Mm, I think I would. I would. I think I would grade this movie over Swiss Army Man if I were to grade it. Okay. I really like Swiss Army Man. Yeah. Not putting it down, but like, I left this movie like happier and like more energetic than when I like finished Swiss Army Man. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Well, like I made it my number one, so I'm like, yeah, I've got but... more of like a of a cling on to it right. than you do. And I forgot it altogether. Yeah, you just list. forgot it altogether. So <laughs> uh, but yeah, the La La Land, great. I would give it a solid A. Um, I don't, it's not like a, my, it's not a perfect movie in my opinion, but it's a solid A. Like, yeah. I just have those little nitpicks that I, that just drive me crazy. I'm not a huge fan of the like, song City of Stars. It's not a, like it's... I, I like the I, I like the fact that they weren't perfect singers though because it made them more personable and it made them more yeah. human. I get like, that. If you got these weird like opera singers where like they were just like belting out these amazing songs, it'd be like I don't like I it's hard, it'd be harder to connect with them. I th- see. I th- I don't a, a pers- like agree with that. Mostly just because I grew up with a bunch of musicals yeah. and like the, what I see is like. People who are flawless dancers, flawless singers, <laughs> and who can really... Pro- they were theater people, so they yeah. project. Yeah. Whereas, like, these are, like, movie actors, so they can play it more subtle. Yeah. And, like, I'm just used to the projection mm-hmm. and, like, having crisp dance moves and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Whereas this one didn't, but I, yeah. I realized it, and I don't really knock it so much for that. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I did like it that it wasn't, like... yeah. They weren't, uh, you know, just like theater. Like they weren't like. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It was like rough around the edges a little bit. Like their yeah. dance moves weren't super crisp, but it was yeah. just because they're like regular people. Yeah. Yeah. So I. Yeah. Know. Like I. Yeah. Like I think I wouldn't consider this like people always go like musical route with it. I wouldn't consider this a conventional musical. Like I think conventional musicals are like yeah, like you said, like very belt out notes and very like. Uh, bombastic, up, yeah, yeah, bombastic, <laughs> loud, like huge dance moves, and like I think the opening number was that was that was that, that like, definitely was, that yeah. And but when it came to uh, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling by themselves, it was very it was very small, very quiet, very personable. Like yeah. this is their story, and this is them interacting with each other, and it it used dance and song as more of a as more of them an interaction between themselves instead of an interaction with everything, including the audience. Like it's just between them. Yeah. A little more introverted. Yeah. Yeah. That Gosling's a charming fella. He is. God, he's, he's really good. Okay. So I got a funny, I got a funny <laughs> story. So like in the beginning, uh, with the, the dance number with, uh, Emma Stone and her friends when they're all wearing like the dresses or whatever. Yeah. Like Molly leans over to me and she was like, I want all of their dresses. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, whatever, that's chick stuff, whatever. And then, like, halfway through the movie, I, like, leaned over her and I was like, I want all of Ryan Gosling's clothes. <laughs> no kidding! <laughs> he is he's so slick! God! Even when he's down in the dumps and poor, like, he's got the slickest suits. Yeah. Ugh. I even, uh, I don't even know if I told you this, but, like, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings afterwards and ate and we were, like, talking about it and shit, and legit, as we were sitting at the table, I went on Amazon and I bought... Wing-tipped Oxfords. Oh, I'm fucking jealous. 
And, like, I fucking... They're in my closet right now. God damn it. Oh. Like, I saw... Like, I was like, I just... I need Black and white? Black and fucking white. God damn it. Ah. Good choice. (laughs) Ah. Yeah. I... They're in my closet. We freaking... We went... We had, like, a fancy night out just so I could test drive them. They're Ah! amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Go on Amazon. Got Amazon Prime. Go on. They're pretty decent priced. I will. I fucking I love my wing type Oxfords. Well, JT, besides La La Land, which we both loved, yes. is there anything else that you may have loved this last week? Uh, I saw quite a bit of few few things actually. Quite a bit of few things. Quite a bit of few things. Okay. <laughs> Just totally contradicted myself. <laughs> uh, I took your advice and saw that. Don't think twice. Okay. That, that, uh... Yeah, Mike Birbiglia movie. Yeah, it was on your list, I know. You yep. said it was. Yep. And, uh... Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Pretty good, right? I actually, like, connected <clears throat> a lot with, uh, Gillian Jacobs' character in a lot. Mm-hmm. Where she was, uh... Especially with, like, uh... My wrestling, I have a lot of people just, like, telling me, like, why don't you just try harder and try and get to the next level? And I'm just, like... I'm kind of happy doing what I'm doing yeah. right now. <laughs> I like doing this. I like this. Like, <laughs> I don't want to change this. I'm uh-huh. pretty. I'm pretty fond of this. Yeah. And so, like, it was. I wouldn't say it's the. I. I, I won't say it's the right thing to do, but it, it comforted me in knowing that at least one person connected with that enough to write that as a character. Yeah. So it was. I really enjoyed that. So yeah, don't think twice is fantastic. Yes, it is. And uh, I rewatched Birdman. With Molly, introduced yeah. her to Birdman. Uh-huh. I think she liked it more than me, actually. Really? Yeah. She, we, we went into, like, a deep discussion about it, and, uh, she took a lot of, uh, lock, a lot of, um, points from, like, uh, Death of a Salesman. Oh, yeah. She kind of like liked... Death of a Salesman. <laughs> I, I like Death of a Salesman. I didn't see a lot of Death of a Salesman in Birdman, but she was, like, she was, like, all about it being, like, yeah, this is... This is like the actor's death of a salesman. Okay. I was like, I guess. I we were just like, <laughs> we like legit like gotten like this heated argument where I was like, I don't think it's this. I'm like, no, it's this. And we're like yelling at each other. Like that's legit. Like the 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 most major arguments we had was when we like we watch movies and we're just like, I don't see it like that. Like no, then you're dumb. And we're just like yelling at each other. And uh, uh, the last thing that I saw that. Like Molly introduced me to was uh, the original Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, it's real weird. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I watched that alone in David Duca's bedroom. Why? <laughs> I, I don't know. That's not something you watch by yourself. <sighs> Duca was in and out. Like he put it on and one time, and we were watching it in his room, and then he had like take a some phone calls and like just kept leaving the room so i just kept watching by myself See, I, I watched it with four people and i still felt kind of awkward about it yeah and it's like i mean like uh molly brought up where she she wants to go there like uh a theater near us mind frame does a screening of it like every month yeah and i guess like uh around halloween is like their biggest screening of it all year yeah and that's she the one like, where people like go all out and it's oh, the interactive yeah. Yeah. Whole thing. And like, if I see it like that, I think I'd have a lot of more, lot more fun with it than I did when I first saw it. But uh, 
you know what? The fucking music with it is fucking awesome. Yeah. I, the, I'm touch and go with the music that's in it because ugh, I worked a job where they played like half the soundtrack. Really? All Halloween season. That's true. That's true. And so I was like, oh my God, if I hear like the time warp again, I will fucking murder somebody. Yeah. Time warp is very overplayed, but, <sighs> uh, like I love meatloaf song in it. Mm-hmm. Like the fucking, uh, I don't even know what the, know what it's called, but it was like, you know, I love that rock and roll yeah, and like yeah. shit like that. And then like the, uh, science fiction double feature song is good. The opening theme. Yeah. I fucking love that, that song. song is so yeah. good. Yeah. And like, yeah, there's like so many things in it. Like damn it, Janet's good. Yeah. Too. Damn like, it, Janet's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, like the music is awesome. And, like, the way, like, Molly phrases it in terms of, like, how people interact during the, like, the actual showing of it, like, I'd be kind of down to just check that out. Mm. But, like, the movie by itself is so fucking weird. Yeah. And I, when I used to live out in the suburbs by Chicago, like, there's a theater that would play um, that movie every Saturday. Really? Yeah, and so people would... The same people would go every Saturday Shit. to go see it. And it was the like the interactive one where yeah. people would throw bread at each other and yep. spray each other with squirt yep. guns and all that shit. They would point out newbies in the crowd and make them go stand up front. and like Those are the virgins, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why she showed it to me because it was like, if we're going to go and see this showing, like you need to watch it right away because then you're going to be considered a virgin and they're going to make you, like, they're like subject you to some shit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they did that whole thing. But... but- yeah, it's it's like not my it's not my whole thing. Like yeah. I I'm glad I saw it. But <laughs> otherwise I'm like, yeah, it's like I'm not I'm not into that. It did make me want to see more Tim Curry shit cuz Tim Curry's fucking awesome in it. Home Alone 2. <laughs> okay, I'll watch some. <laughs> that's his, that's his tour de force yeah. is Home Alone yeah. 2. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. I guess I'm going to go home and watch Home Alone 2. It's pretty great. Uh, Sticky Bandits. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But not the, the upgra- Wet Bandits. They upgraded from the Wet Bandits. Okay. To the Sticky Bandits. To the Sticky Bandits. Um, anything else you've been into? That's, uh, that's it. That's it. Um, well, thing I was going to bring up, um, until we maybe, until we possibly, until we definitely yeah. <laughs> decided that we were going to review it next week. Yeah. Is a show called Baskets, yes. starring Ga- uh, Zach Galifianakis and Louis yep. Anderson. Yep, we're gonna bring it up. Um, so next week, next week we'll be reviewing it in full of in season full. one. Yeah. Um, I watched it all in two days. So just two, throwing it out there. There you go. So you hated it. Just despised it. Jesus. Um, such a glutton for punishment. So, but if anyone does want to check it out before we. Review it next week. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu, and it's only 10 episodes, yep. and every episode only 20 minutes. Yeah. It's so, very, very easily digestible. Right. So check it out. Um, that was something I was into. When I was at Spencer 9000s, he uh, recommended we watch Now You See Me, because Now You See Me 2 is on HBO Go or something, and so he wanted to do a double feature. So you watch both of them? Let me finish. <laughs> He put in Now You See Me, because he owns the DVD, and then he fell asleep, and it kept playing, (laughs) 
And it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. I. It starts with promise, and then I lose interest very quickly. And they they try to convince you they're magicians, but they're sorcerers. Yeah, they are full blown Harry Potter sorcerers. <laughs> There's nothing magic about what they're doing. They even like like look at look at our sleight of hand. No, you just transported. <laughs> There's no. This isn't real. Then like you're not. You're when not I a say real it's magician. when I say it's real magic, I mean it's like sleight of hand fakes. Like this is, this is impossible stuff. Yeah. Nobody could ever do this, and it's like, it's so fucking mind numbing, and overcomplicated for no reason. Yeah. There's one scene that I like in it, and there's that. It's that scene with the uh, Dave Franco. Where he's like keeping something from, he's like he's like some kind of scene where like they're trying to take something from him, and he's like doing like sleight of hand to like. Uh, Is that like the chase scene? Yeah, yeah, that scene's pretty good. Like that's the only thing I liked about it. Other than that, there's so much shit where you're like, that's not real. Yeah, that like this isn't. I can't get behind. And then the, they give you the twist at the end, and then it's like, so none of this mattered. Yeah. <laughs> so nothing matters. Nothing matters. Nothing fucking matters. So we never got to, never got to. Now you see me too. I feel. I'm glad you didn't. Thank you. It sounds. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not interested in the second one at all. Uh, I wasn't if interested any, in. If it's anything like the first one. <laughs> I wasn't interested in watching any of them, but he demanded it, and it was his house, so I was gonna oblige him as his guest. Then he fell asleep, and then I just played. What other thing I've been into this last week? For no fucking reason, I've been into this game called Township, which is... I don't even know if I like it or not, but I just keep playing it in downtime. It's like... Have you ever played the game Age of Empires? Yeah. Where you kind of start small and you have to like build a farm and then yeah. you grow your civilization. It's kind of like that, only you just have to build a town and it's just a mobile game. Where you like start with just like a farm and a barn and you have to like raise enough money to build like a house to have more population to build like more community buildings and stuff. Please don't make fun of me for Candy Crush ever again. I won't. Because <laughs> I'm still playing Candy Crush as well. God damn it! Like, I don't know why I'm so... Like, I just have to just keep playing this game for some reason? <laughs> I, I don't know why. Like, I don't even know if I like it. But I just... I've just been playing it for the last five days. This sounds like a cry for help almost. Please help me. Please. <laughs> like, I, I don't... I shouldn't like this game. There's no, like, war or battle aspect to it. It's just... You build a city, and you make it big, and then you get to trade goods with, like, other people who play it. Oh, my God. I, I'm i not going to lie. I got into, like, a weird uh, trap like that once where I, I, was, I started playing Simpsons Tapped Out. I almost downloaded that instead, but then I thought, like, nobody else was playing it. I played it for I played Simpsons Tapped Out for a while, and I got to the point where I actually did spend money on it, and then I looked at myself and I was like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> so I like after spending like maybe like two or th- like three or four bucks or something, I was like, I just deleted it all together, and I was like, I just need to get away from this cold turkey before something bad happens. 
that I might be on that path already. <laughs> I swear to God, if you spend any money on this whatever fucking bullshit game. Oh, no! <laughs> no! No! Troy, you have a child coming! Oh, I've you have already... a child coming! So, in this game, you have coins and dollars. No! <laughs> Troy, stop! <laughs> Don't even say... Please lie to me. Just lie to me. I didn't spend two dollars on this game Good. tonight while I was not listening oh to you my and Chelsea talk about La La Land. Oh my god. I need to cut it out. Troy, you need to stop. Cut it out. <laughs> you need to fucking stop. Oh my god. What the fuck? Really ended it's this not even a, It's not even a good game. No, I don't even know what it is. Oh my god. I don't even know. What the fuck? <laughs> I have no answers. I have no answers. I don't even know my own feelings. What are you doing? <laughs> you have a child coming and you're... Yeah. What the fuck is You don't gotta tell me. I get it. <laughs> I know. I already know it already. Do you know how much shame I feel? <laughs> Why'd you spend money on this? It was a deal. God damn it! <laughs> it was 60% off. I don't give a shit, it's still... That's a trap! It's a fucking trap, dude. Like, the minute you spent... It's $2 a day, and then it's like, oh, this is only $4. This is only $6. That's fine. Oh, wow. Pretty soon, you're like, I only spent $15 on it this this week, honey. It's fine. Oh, my God. It, it, it It's coming. It's coming. That's when I knew I had to get rid of Simpsons Tapped Out, was when I... The minute I spent money, and I realized... I started, like... I started, like... Having conversations with myself where it's like, you know, like I could probably spend like five bucks for like a city hall. <laughs> and I'm like, I just real and then I realized that city hall does not exist. That's not a thing. <laughs> that's not that's not that's not a property that I own. It's it's um it's like a, a bunch of zeros and ones yeah. that I just added to another big pile of zeros and ones. Oh my god. <laughs> um, this has gotten a lot sadder. <laughs> Troy, I, I'm doing this because I love you. Please stop that game. Because it's, it's only going to lead to more heartache. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I love how this, the end of this show is just turned into intervention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> well, that's all I've been into this last week. <laughs> <laughs> I legit just almost threw up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, That's it. Well, if everyone else is not too busy gambling on weird phone apps, I you can find me at Bucky for Everyone on Twitter, also Buck for Everyone on Instagram, and you know what? Snapchat as well. Also PSN Bucky for Everyone. If you want to get on board with this Power Rangers battle. I don't even know what the name of it is. Oh. Epic battle. or I'm guessing there might be online multiplayer <laughs> soon, hopefully. Nice plug. Thank you. <laughs> you can find me at Troy the Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Off Podcast on Twitter as well. If you're into the whole Facebook thing, we're at Facebook.com slash Off Topic Podcast where we post all of our new episodes and little quippy things from here and here and there. Uh, you can find all of our episodes from the past, the present, 
and the near future on soundcloud.com slash podcast. And you can also find us on iTunes as well. Just search the Review Review Podcast and rate and subscribe to all that stuff. Um, if you give us a good rating, if you like the show, it helps people find us as well. So do it. So if you, th- yeah, do it. Just fuck. Don't even think. Do it. Just blindly spend money on it like you would do a, some mobile game. Yeah. Use the money you w- <laughs> would spend on a mobile game and address it to us at one two three Podcast Avenue, <laughs> Small Town USA. One two three four five. Man, I hope that I hope that address exists and they become like thousand airs. <laughs> and you can also find us on Google Play as well. Yes, I'm gonna see if I can look forward to getting us on more platforms in the near future. Here, I'm gonna see if we can get on Spotify. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Maybe check back up on that Stitcher. Stit Stitcher Stitch. <laughs> that Stitcher Stitch. Sti- uh, die. It's a dying dying medium. Stitcher, dying medium. I'm gonna say it right now. You hear that? Fuck you, Stitcher. Watch, we've been on Stitcher this whole time. We've just been right. talking shit about him. Uh, you can also, uh, if you are so inclined, to write us an email, and you can do that at reviewreviewpod at gmail dot com. And reviewreviewpod is spelled just how it is in the title of this episode. You can use any of those mediums to actually give us. Uh, suggestions for what you want us to review in the future as well yes we got plenty of blank space in that cat's calendar that's right plenty of blank space podcasts podcasts <laughs> calendar cats calendar <laughs> so we got plenty of open weeks we only maybe have a maybe a third of them filled yeah with plenty of blockbusters coming yeah. out yeah so just steer clear of the blockbusters we already got them filled in yep got a suggestion Throw it our way. Get it in there. Get it our way. Get it in there. Get it our way. Get there. So that's the show, JT. Next week, Baskets, season one. Yep. Get a little hidden gem out there for all you. That's right. A little the, hidden gem. Uh, the reason we're doing it, season two is started. I think the it, first... It just started? I think this week, it just started back up again. Oh, shit. So, Yeah. Doing it in good time. Catch up on season one. There you go. We're staying timely. That's right. I like it. I'll I'll definitely have season one finished by the time we do the show. Nice. I would hope so. Yeah. I was like, what what about that? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, when was that? (laughs) So that's the show, JT. That was a good one. It was good. La La Land was good. Real good. It was real good. We haven't had a lot of hugely popular things. So far in 2016. Yeah. We had Yoga Hosers. What was the other 2017. thing? 2017. 2017. We had Yoga Hosers and... What was the other young thing? Young Pope. And Young Pope, which I didn't like. Yeah. I. It's... I'm not going to lie. It's kind of trying on me right now. Yes! That's I'm what not, I wanted to hear. I'm not saying it's bad <laughs> yet. There's enough things in there where it's keeping me there, but... There's even a point where, like, Molly was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yes! <laughs> Yes! And I hadn't I had no answer. <laughs> awesome. Well <laughs> I don't know why I'm so like happy about yeah. that. Yeah. Stop stop treading on me, bro. Sorry, the last part of this episode got go, me go down. Go spend more money on your phone app. God damn it! <laughs>
God damn it. Anyway, uh, that's the show this week. Next week, baskets. Until baskets. next time, I'm Short of the Max Extreme. I'm JT3K. And we are off. <laughs>